Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. In today's world, chaos is the only certainty. Over the last several years, we have witnessed the impossible occur in global events. The need for families and individuals to not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day -day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live with this edition on The Outer Limits right here on roguenews.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Rogue News Events. Uh, check us out on every single podcasting app known to humanity. We are on YouTube. We're on Rumble. We're trying to do some live streaming on Rumble. There's some codec issues we're going to work on, some tech issues, so we, we can stream directly from our streaming platform directly to Rumble. But the shows are always going to be on Rumble. Uh, we're on Twitch live streaming there as well. And, uh, you know, we've consolidated where we're streaming. So, you know, you guys could always also catch the shows on roguenews.com. And we have with us the man of the hour who needs no introduction. The one and only Jet Blake is here. You can catch Jet lurking in the Discord. The links will be in the description box. With that being said, Jet, good morning, buddy. How are you? Real good, V. How about you? Well, you know, I had a pretty uneventful weekend, uh, good weekend nonetheless, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm bracing myself, man. I got my cup of coffee ready. I am ready for us to take you. I'm ready for, for you to take us down the rabbit hole, you know, deep into the twilight zone, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to get uh, on Discord, the Rogue News, there's been inquiries where people want to update on uh earth events and mm -hmm. uh, uh black star the solar system harmonics of our oh yes solar system and there's recent articles in the news that the rogue news audience had uh noticed they uh read perhaps saw videos so that was forwarded to me and i thought well i can give a an update. This is a pretty important topic, so I don't mind giving an update. I'm thinking about doing a very comprehensive. We we have a timeline 
of what's going to happen to the earth uh, geologically. Yeah. But that might be behind a, a pay paywall on my radioactive banana channel on Odyssey because it's a very expensive. Uh, I my hey, portion of it along with over you got to give me that link more off the the air today. Just give me that link and uh, or text me the link and I'll 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 place your channel onto the onto the description box. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh I used to do I got kicked off like you did on YouTube. Uh, in the, when they're really in the heyday of the censoring of videos, especially last two and a half plus years, uh, because of what the world experienced, and they were sensitive, and and uh, I got yanked off. So I started posting um, some videos on Odyssey, the Odyssey channel, and uh, I don't know if you if Rogue News has an Odyssey. No, we, we don't have an Odyssey. Okay. And then uh, because that's I don't think we do. a little bit, I think that's based on a library token. But anyway, it's it's it had a little more freedom there. But the videos are limited because most of my content is here on Outer Limits, the Monday show. Yeah. That's uh, the, this show on your platform gets priority so that that other channel is uh, a little more laxed. It's, it's, uh, I don't devote too many videos to that anymore because most of the content's here. But um, the information is very sensitive and and costly. A group of physicists that that I've known for many years they do long term forecasting for militaries, governments, and corporations, and uh, it, it deals with uh, certain dynamics of where uh, the Earth is in relation to uh, the Milky Way galaxy, the center of the Milky Way galaxy, uh, what the, the sun's activities, in this case, the phen phenomenon of a, a black star event, which a lot of people poo-poo or don't understand it or don't think it exists. But it's a matter of perspective. If, if you're classically trained in atomic theory and you're listening to mainstream media or you're uh, traditional university teaching, you, you won't be aware of that. So the world has a certain mindset based on the information they receive and how they've uh, been trained to think. Well, I was raised that way as well, and my degrees were the classical atomic theory, but when 2008, 2007-8 is when I started in full earnest understanding field theory and my whole concept of how reality works and this universe completely changed and having exposure to both now uh i've put all my chips on field theory that that's uh, by far the most accurate explanation of how life works but it's just definitely a minority view so if you do not not your platform but if, if other uh, traditional platforms you would get a lot of heckling and cat calls going that well that's insane well that's because most of the world is not getting uh accurate information which is typical i mean through thousands of years of mankind's history it seems that the, the powers to be or whatever term you want to use it's always to a small group's advantage to keep the masses uh in ignorance or in darkness or uh misled because it's there's great power in having um, a chasm between truth, real knowledge, and then uh, maybe misinformation. And uh, there's an expression. I don't know if I get this correct or not. Let's see if I, I might butcher this. But whatever is truth is not popular, and mm -hmm. whatever is popular is not truthful. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And uh, that that's always the case but uh where we are where the earth is in relation to the spiral milky way galaxy affects the earth uh, the sun's electromagnetic output and all stars get their output from counter space we talked about that uh, in detail a while back and then the field theory phenomenon of a binary system so this uh, black star and what it emits the earth is uh, definitely showing manifestations of a terraforming event 
And when you terraform a planet, it, for example, this is easily on the short side, a 30-year event. That's not a lot of time as far as geology is concerned. Now, from us, it might be, especially if you're, let's say you're 28 years and younger. Uh, the Earth has been affected by the solar system harmonics your entire life. So you think, well, good grief, that's a long time. Or if you're 60 right now, if you're 60 years old, half of your life, close to 30 years, the Earth has been involved in a terraforming event. So it depends on what timeline you're using as to is 30 years a long time or is it a short time? Yeah. As far as Earth, it's extremely short. But it, that's how long it takes to to affect a massive planet like Mars or Earth is, is 30 years. And we're uh, definitely at the 20-year mark. Uh, so things are really going to start popping that last uh, primarily between year 20 and year 27, the last three years as the uh, solar system harmonic stabilizes because the emitter has left, the last three years of that 30-year cycle is uh, not as severe. But the biggest uptick is between year 18 and year 27 of that 30-year cycle. And we're at year 20. So we're right, right in the middle where things will be popping. What's interesting, I want to share some articles here. Is it this one? I'll start with. Here, let me get my uh, that article ready and screen share. I think I'll start with this one. Can you see that? Yep. Okay. Massive ocean discovered beneath the Earth's crust containing more water than on the surface. Wow. Is this, uh, that's interesting. I mean, the, the flood story itself talks about the waters that are under the Earth, that, they, that, they, that the, those things, they opened up, so to speak, and helping to cause the flood. This is remarkable that they're admitting that there's massive ocean under the Earth's crust. Right. So on this, this cutaway picture... Um, it's nice just to have a, a visual here. Yeah. The Earth's been known as a, as a water planet, and uh, I understand it to much more detail because I train myself in field theory. A lot of people ask, well, Jed, is, is there certain books that you can point to? There's not a lot of books, per se, on field theory uh, for a reason. They've kind of scrubbed that, and you won't find that on uh, online ordering platforms or bookstores by reason. You, It's difficult to understand field theory. It has to be self-taught, and you have to really read all the writings and the uh, lab notations of some of the best scientists in mankind's history, which were late 1800s, early 1900s. And then um, it's there, there isn't... A, a series of one, two, three books that you can just pick up and read easily and understand field theory. So I, uh, it took me since 2008 uh, to do my research. But under field theory, I, I can understand now what we have below the surface, the Earth's crust surface, where my mouse is pointing here, there's compressed water because it's different physics under temperature uh, and pressure and yeah. compression. There's four to five times more oceanic water in this transition zone of the Earth than on the surface. So take all the ocean waters that we have and times it by five, and that's where the water's contained in this layer right in here. And you're, from a normal physics standpoint, you were like, well, how's that possible if it's... If we take the surface oceans, which are huge, times five, how do you get that much volume of water and the shrink to be on the interior in this transition zone? Well, that's uh, due to a, a phenomenon of, of physics of a certain 
rock called ringwoodite. And that's ringwoodite. Ringwoodite. So let me mm -hmm. uh, let me do this. I'm gonna switch. Uh, Can you see this picture? Yeah. Okay. Ringwoodite is right here in blue. See mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, in, in geology, uh, diamonds, for example, and uh, olivine, or in this case, uh, ringwoodite, these minerals and uh, rock formations develop during, in the transition zone. And that's what I was pointing to. Yeah. Uh, on the previous picture. So in this uh, transition zone, which which is uh, more than 400 miles below the surface, you uh, have uh, minerals such as ringwoodite. And the physics that's interesting on ringwoodite is it's able to capture uh, water in a compressed state it's able to gather uh, hydrogen and condense water within its lattice structure so there's a unique physics which would be very difficult to explain in an hour show but the the lattice stru structure of this mineral right here is phenomenal because it's able to lock in water and condense water uh, more than five times its traditional volume. So it, it acts like a crystalline structure sponge. Sure. You know, the phenomenon of a sponge, if, if you put a, especially if it's a real sponge, like a sea sponge, maybe, yeah. maybe you've seen videos or in a lab where there's a, uh, a large uh, beaker of water and then you put the sponge in and it soaks up all the water. Correct. Yes. It's like, well, how the, the water got absorbed in that sponge. That's amazing how much volume of water the sponge can uh, hold. Well, uh, this is a uh, mineral sponge. And through uh, the compression of water, water behaves differently based on temperature and compression. So th this mineral, which exists in the transition zone, that's where the five times the oceans we have on the surface, it's all locked up in here. Oh, so, wow. So the reason why that's important, if I go back, let me see. If I go back to this visual. This picture of the cutaway earth, is it showing up again? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, when we have with our solar system harmonics, which is not going to be uh, declassified or announced to the public, as the earth's core absorbs uh, additional energy, for example, from this uh, black star, uh, Magma, the inner uh, outer core magma outside the Earth's core, as it expands and pushes up, starts to heat everything. What it will do is it will force that ringwoodite up towards the surface and then unlock the compressed water in its lattice work. And if the Earth, what the Earth is going to do, it's going to expand as it expands. Uh, new oceanic water will be released from the ringwoodite. So we'll always maintain the same ratio on the surface of oceans. But if, if the earth, uh, using the illustration, if the earth expands from a soccer ball size to a basketball, as it does that, it'll have new oceans forming because of the water that's locked up in the ringwoodite. And it releases that because the earth is being pressurized internally and it has for 20 years. 
So it's a, it's a 20 to 27 year process where the earth, like a pressure cooker, finally pushes everything towards the surface. And then as it gets ready to expand, what does it naturally do? It'll start separating the uh, tectonic plates so that they're disconnected and able to ex expand. So it'd be no different. I used the illustration before. If you take a hard-boiled egg and crack that hard-boiled egg and rotate it on the kitchen countertop so that that eggshell has all these fractures to make it easier to peel, the earth is um, fracturing so that it can expand and the tectonic plates are being separated and lubricated so that they also can expand. And then uh, we have another phenomenon here. So let me stop sharing my screen and present a new. These are articles that uh, on Discord they've been sending. So I wanted to answer the questions. This is, uh, it's not too long ago. Friday. Ocean temperatures are off the charts right now, and scientists are alarmed. Well, not all scientists. There's about 3,000 of us that kind of know exactly what's going so on. The temperatures are like up or down? Up. Okay, so that, that would affect the currents. If that affects the currents, that affects salination in specific oceans. That creates all sorts of weather pattern havocs. Yes. Yep. So I'm tying this all in. Here... Um, are you able to see this red graph here? Yes. Okay, that shows uh, the ocean temperatures that they've been um, modeling. So this this is since January. So the, the first quarter of the year. Contar uh, compared to uh, temperatures of the 1980s, 2016, and then red 2000. 23 you can see how it's jumped now uh th this isn't you know the world economic forum or other agencies uh, corporations will say well this is be this is your fault my fault because we're driving around in suvs and how dare we have air conditioning yeah well that's how dare we yeah that's just trying to uh that's just trying to guilt mankind and um that's not what that's not what's happening. The, the, this is a phenomenon that's outside our control. This this is either um, dealt with heavenly bodies and uh, galactic events, which you and I, mankind, will never have any control over. We can't control planets' orbits or interaction of binary star systems. That's that's hogwash. But here, this this misinformation they can use this to leverage an agenda. But the temperatures are rising in the oceans. Well, <laughs> why is that? Well, that's obvious because if the earth is heating up, and it has been internally, and you have expansion of magma that uh, traditionally is on the outer outside of the core, and it rises, it will displace uh, other magma and the viscosity of what our continental plates are floating on. Also, it will push up your minerals such as ringwoodite and then heat it up to where it releases its water that's locked in its lattice work. Well, one a, a, a very powerful force of physics is uh, hydrostatic pressure or hydraulics. And when you have water under pressure, you know what happens when you fill up a water balloon, how it'll expand, or if you have a, a engine, say an automobile or aircraft engine, when um, there's a, a leak or a failure of a radiator hose, when it's under pressure or a water, water main shoots through a, the asphalt of a street or your front yard if, if a main breaks. So there's great forces in hydrology with water. So when you have this ringwoodite being pushed up from magma rising from the Earth's core, that will all of a sudden release the five times ocean volume locked up in there.
So the earth is being pressurized internally from locked up water. So what happens when you heat up water and it's in a vessel uh, that's containing the, the water? Well, like a tea kettle, for example, it's, it's designed that when it reaches a certain pressure with steam, then the lid will uh, either start lifting or it'll, it'll whistle. It'll have a high-pitched whistle. And then that's your cue. Oh, okay, the water's boiling. Well, that's a, that whistling of the old tea kettle is a, a pressure relief valve. And you'll, you'll have that in engineering and factories and plants where if, if pressure is at a dangerous level, there's relief valves. Otherwise, you could have tanks exploding or, or shooting off, uh, you know, like a cannon or a torpedo. Well, the earth uh, has pressure relief valves in these ancient volcanic corridors. It's a network of pressure relief valves all through the northern southern hemisphere. Well, they're all at capacity now because they're all pressurized. And then like a tea kettle that starts whistling and the lid starts flapping because steam is exiting, you, you have this phenomenon where these volcanic corridors are all pressurized. So not only are they pressurized and most that were dormant for thousands of years are now active, well, it's like, you know, of course, Sherlock, that's because of the interior pressure. But what's happening on the um, ocean floors is, is you're having vents open. And I think there's, let me do this. There's a little a video on here. This is, it's very pretty, but I'll share this video. And I think it's this one. Can you see this? Scientists discover three new hydrothermal vents in the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. Yeah, it's up. Uh, all right, so this is this is the the pressure relief valves that we're we're starting to see. Right. So uh, on the surface, when it, when the when the mineral and and the uh, base rock, your mother rock, base rock materials in, in geology. Uh, volcanoes breach the surface and then uh, you're able to release a lot of that heat and, and pressure. But on the Earth's floor, uh, the ocean floors, you have seams uh, th that are very similar. You know, the seams on a baseball, the, the red stitching on a, on a baseball where they uh, yeah. are sewing. So the, on the bottom of our ocean floors, uh, they're all zippered. They, they have stitching or seams like you'd have on a Major League Baseball sure, uh, or a softball. So what's happening is these seams are starting to uh, tear or give way. And then you have venting of these uh, hydrothermal fields. And mm -hmm. there's many that they're discovering because a lot of these are very deep. And it's only been in recent years that they've had cameras and submarines, whether it's man or remote in this case, you know, like remote, they can go that deep and with lighting and filming, we, we didn't have this technology 60, 70 years ago. So they're starting to find out uh, more and more of these vents. And um, there's a video here. I should be able to enlarge my screen. Let me know uh, if you yeah. can. No, it's up. You can play it. Can you hear it? Yes. Okay.
Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. It's um, it really is. I mean, th these are all the vents, and it it's incredible the topography that we're witnessing in the ocean floor, as well as the unique forms of life that are down there as well. Well, here's uh, the tying this together. Uh, I'll give a, a a brief timeline. The the deep the, the the whopper will be the one. It'll take me a while behind a paywall, uh, but. Uh, the earth, the, the ancient texts, it's very interesting what, what, what they say. They mention the, the fact that the, the earth will always be here. It mentions the fact that the earth will be here from time indefinite, different passages, uh, how it was not uh, created simply for nothing, but it will uh, sustain life. But what's interesting is it doesn't necessarily say what life is sustained. So what's interesting is the caveat, and uh, this I'm not I don't turn these shows into Monday morning sermons by any means. You, it, it's pretty interesting, right? Before you get into that, I, a thought just occurred to me, Chad. Now, in the ancient scriptures, it talks about a new heaven and a new earth, right? Mm -hmm. It talks about that those who um, you know are make it to this new heaven, new earth, have a new, quote-unquote, glorified body, right? They're still alive. It's a physical body. It's not some sort of spooky, spiritual whatever, right? Like It's not some sort of uh, um, uh, apparition type thing, right? But it's actually a physical body, right? Yes. Are we? Are you about to tell us that? And now look, you and I never compare to notes when we talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, we just get on, and next you know, it's like we're kind of talking about the same thing, and we're within the same ballpark. Are we saying? Are you saying? Or is the evidence starting to show that? You know, you and I both know that there have been several civilizations here on Earth before humanity popped up. We all know that. Is this next transition that we're about to go into? That our very bodies, our, our very physiologies are going to be, quote-unquote, transformed, quote-unquote, changed. Kind of like, a new, quote, as, the, as the scriptures would say, a new glorified body. Is that what we're looking at with all these changes? Yeah, uh, there, there, absolutely there's a, a strong possibility of that. And it, mm. deals, it deals with uh, DNA, and it deals with... Uh, Conscious receptors, conscious or um, conscious data interpreters and mm. transponders, and I'll explain that. Uh, I'll explain that in a minute. See if I can do it because I'm looking at the our timing here. See yeah. if I can. A lot of times my timing's terrible. It's it's hard to 
get all this locked in 60 minutes, for example. Sure. So what's interesting is uh, the oldest life on Earth is has always and always will be marine life. Yes. Mar marine life. This The reason why I wanted to show this two and a half minute video, uh, it's, it's very well choreographed. I like the music and the classical music in the background, but it shows the, uh, the beauty in the, in the ocean and all the variety of life. It's just, it pretty much dwarfs surface uh, species and varieties, even though there's a uh, plant and microorganisms very high in, in number, but nothing compares to marine life because it's the oldest on the planet marine life always survives earth's terraforming events yeah it really does always which it's is interesting it's designed it's designed to survive so it's interesting these vents the vents typically what's coming out of there would be deemed toxic absolutely because, yeah because you have a lot of uh, uh very uh, rich um minerals and uh, in the uh, the gases that are released, the metals and minerals to to a lot of life that's toxic. But in the um, video, it showed that a lot of the ocean is designed and it thrives on a limited oxygen, but mineral rich. Uh, metal environment and that's what the camera was showing all the different types of uh, shrimp and fish and uh, the, the glowing uh, jellyfish yeah i'm not a marine biologist so i don't know all the classical names but uh as the earth goes through terraform the, the baseline life forms in the ocean uh, always exist the ancient mm -hmm. texts refer to during the uh, Earth's transformation, uh, plants and vegetation and animals survive. What's always in question is what iteration of mankind survives. That's the one that always um, seems to be in, in jeopardy. So then you get into, well, will any of mankind survive this terraforming event? that We, we live at this point in time. Let's say it's not by accident, but we're here at this point in time because this is an event very unique in man, mankind's history. To be alive right now, to see this, uh, would be greater than winning the uh, highest dollar lottery, a uh, power, Powerball lottery, to be here at this point in time. I keep referring to ancient texts and many ancient uh, texts, so I don't number or list them all individually. But it mentions that, yes, uh, a certain select group of mankind will survive, but it's not based on social status or a, a bank account. These are artificial constructs of a, right. of a matrix. That what's The portion of mankind that survives is more ethereal. It's more abstract because it's, it's in a conscious or spiritual sense. So the, the humans that are in tune with nature and have a, a spiritual understanding and are progressing in a spiritual sense, the texts say, yeah, those individuals will survive this event. The ones that suffer from arrested development or are stri strictly stuck in the physical mindset, the physical world, where I always use the term uh, chasing plastic and leather, no, they won't. That, that mm. sect of society will not survive this terraforming event. So the option's up to us as to which category we fit in. Uh, we, we can stay in the physical plane and uh, or we can develop the abstract uh, spiritual portion of consciousness and existence. And then what happens is if you do that, then you're in tuned not only with, with nature, you recognize earth speaking, you, you, you can t put the pieces of the puzzle together and you have a sense within you, okay, this is what the earth is telling me. It's getting ready to expand. It'll tell me what I need to do, but also at a higher level, at a spiritual level, you'll be in tuned. And let's say in counter space or a, a, a heavenly realm, you'll have a, a relationship and there'll be a form of, of communication 
that also will let you know and give you uh, signs of comfort and signs of stability. It's the physical person or the non-spiritual person that will tend to panic and uh, will experience a Mad Max type of reality Sure. as things get the popping and shaking. So uh, there's on this uh, 3D Earth map, let me switch the screen to... This is a neat software I've used before where it shows the uh, uh, 24 hours a day earthquakes. Oh, yeah. Real-time earthquakes. Okay, so the, well, the most recent earthquake was right here. It's spinning. 5.2. It's in Ecuador. Can you see my mouse? Yeah, yeah. We can see it, man. Oh, okay. right on the screen. Big. Yeah, right here. So if you if you notice, the uh, a very active, one of the main scenes... That, become, that becomes unstitched and it's very active has always been this ring of fire. So it goes the all up yeah, all up along the west portion of South America. It runs right up along all of Central America and then the, the, the west coast wraps around Canada, Alaska, and then comes over to Russia and then comes down uh, completely covers Japan. That's how Japan and the Philippines got started in the first place. Indonesia wraps around here. And then uh, you have uh, New Zealand and all, all of its activities. And then comes down, which would be, uh, we call it the north side of Antarctica, back over to Chile. And then here we are right back at uh, South America again. So this whole thing uh, is separating, and it's being uh, lubricated. This this is the most well-known cap here uh, that's going to expand. So there'll be openings in the ocean floor where uh, that new oceanic water that's locked up in ringwoodite will be released. And here's a picture of the mid-Atlantic rift. And, and this is stitched up like a baseball. Uh, when I was talking about the stitching on a cover of a baseball, these are where yeah. all these new events are popping up. Well, yeah, that's because the earth is getting ready to expand. So all that new ringwoodite water is starting to seep out of these vents. And uh, the video oh. we saw uh, was taking place here. And see where there was a 4.5 earthquake on the ocean floor? Yeah. So this, this is all going to open up. All of this, all the waters in between North America and Europe and the waters between Africa and South America. This is, this is all going to open up. And then the uh, earth expands. So that's why uh, that's why they've installed a lot of these ocean, very detailed ocean sensor uh, buoys and oceanic floor sensors where they seek them sink them to the bottom of the floor and uh, this is all tied to supercomputers well this this is uh all been funded and they're getting uh detailed real-time data by the minute of, of what's happening and that that's not common knowledge and i don't have access to that but i think some of the other physicists do well they do this long-term modeling the other one i wanted to point out is uh where you have a separation because Africa is now visibly starting to show separation here, Eastern Africa from Central and Western Africa, because you have the, the Sudan plate is separating from the African plate. And now it's visible. You can see it from an airplane or a drone footage where it's literally going to tear off. This Eastern part is going to separate from Africa. It's, those are very interesting uh, videos you could type on a platform. Um, anything like the, the Africa splitting in two or the Sudan plate, and uh, they'll pop up. But uh, in, in Europe, one, one of the massive uh, events that will happen is here along the Mediterranean. And uh, you're going to see 
Greece, we already had that big earthquake in Turkey, right? But in uh, Greece and Italy is going to get hit very hard, but there's all these uh, volcanic activities. This, this is an active corridor. This is just as active as the one over here in South America. Uh, the difference is this is a high population area of, of Europe. So this is going to shake, rattle, and roll. And uh, this will be popping potentially maybe a little bit before you have the major events where everyone talks about in California. Because if I were to blow this up, uh, a lot of the uh, California, when you're dealing with San Diego through L.A., up through San Jose, a lot of that is on the Pacific plate, not the American plate, North American plate. So uh, that separates. This, keep your eye on uh, the Mediterranean and the Mediterranean, the Southern Europe. Keep your eye on there because there's a strong possibility that pops slightly before the big ones that happen here of those that are on the West Coast of California, West Coast of, uh, well, West Coast of the United States and West Coast of um, Canada. And then uh, one other, this isn't doom or gloom. I don't want to freak people out. And it's not like I'm saying you get up and move. Um, just stay where you're at. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, right? Um, I tell people, anyway, if, if you're born and raised in California and you move to the Midwest, you'd be miserable and want to commit suicide anyway. So just, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just stay in California, and if it goes, it's meant. You're meant it's to go the, with it's it. the weather. I mean, I mean, if you're going to go, I mean, if it's if it's your time to go, there are far – I mean, I, I'll be sitting on a beach in Malibu. I mean, there, there, there's far worse places, man, than that view. You know, it, it, <laughs> I mean, God, the, yeah. the topography, the climate. <laughs> Most beautiful piece of real estate in God's green earth, man. Yeah. What so, the I mean, hell is this? Deep cannibal fish? Technically, yeah. So I, te technically, let, let's say, depending on your age, let's say, well, with the geological, I want to move to the Midwest, uh, you know, you know, because uh, Jet's there and I'll, it'll buy me 20 more years. Well, maybe that 20 more years won't be that great anyway. So <laughs> just stay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, here's uh, a, this is a, we're looking, uh, this is a deep sea uh, cannibal fish. Yeah, what and, the heck uh, is that, man? They, uh, that it's very rare to see the the deep fish marine life because they, they're able to understand such great pressure at yeah. the bottom of the of the oceans. So when you see when you see the different marine life like this uh, lancet fish, yeah, this occurred like two days ago. Yeah, and they wash up on shore. So in this case, in Oregon, and it's Japan has seen them and. This is the ring of fire. So th these are showing up in the Pacific region. That's that right there, if you look at ancient texts and so forth, when you see this, just connect the dots. So what's happening is that these type of fish do not do well with venting. So uh, they mm. succumb to the temperatures and the toxicity venting versus some right. of the others that actually thrive. So when they start washing up on shore, that lets you know that there's danger below on the surface. Well, that's good to know. Jeez, yeah. Please. So this, this, the the timing is here. We're seeing uh, uh, all of this now. Those that aren't on the coast, like me in the Midwest, well, check this out. So I'm gonna switch the screen. I mean, these lancet fish. I mean, they 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 live like six thousand feet below, like eighteen hundred meters plus. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they they yeah, sixty five hundred feet. That's no, they they, they don't come they don't come up to feed on the if they wash up on the shore. That is a major, major signal. That's that's when you should be crapping in your pants, going, uh oh, that's not. This good. is showing that the the ocean floors are opening up. Those gases are leaking. The hot temperatures and it's and it's killing them. Yeah, so these suckers are like seven down. feet long. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you uh, can you see this? Yep. Okay, this is Linus, Missouri. So this is. Uh, oh, I heard about this insane okay, that, tornado, man. 
Yeah, this is interesting. So this is uh, we got ten minutes left for me to scare, scare the daylights out of everyone. Yeah, blow, blow this up. Blow up the video. Hit that uh, expand on the on the video right there. Okay. Can, and then yeah, do, do I need to? Uh, no. Change what? the speed down so it doesn't. No, no. Move oh. the the yeah. You can move the resolution up to four K if you want. And there you go. And then play it. Okay. This this is worth. This is one of the storm chasers. Uh, he's been around for a while. He's a meteorologist. But th this is a good video. So is it okay if I play it? Yeah, play it. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Left onto Handle Rock Ridge Trail. This was seen over Stansbury, Missouri. It's called a cinnamon bun, and it's a sign that a supercell is trying to set down a tornado. The team in the armored vehicle, Dominator 3, are on it. I need a knee stop to next. Um, sooner than later? Yeah, I think. Earlier in the day, team leader Reed Timmer makes a dire prediction. There's the Dominator 3. This is the line of supercell storms that we're targeting. When you get a warm frontal zone reinforced by an outflow boundary, these are the types of setups that often lead to those most prolific, nearly stationary wedge tornadoes. They follow this line of storms across the state, where one produces a brief tornado in Darlington, Monster Hill in Pattonsburg, Look at that. and another brief damaging tornado in Trenton. But the worst is yet to come. We can see on radar a second circulation, strengthening rapidly, and next to it, is the team in Dominator 3. Holy cow. The circulation is large, rapidly becoming better organized and stronger. In the backseat, Supercell movie director Jamie Winterstern readies his camera, as it's the team's goal to use the safety of Dominator 3 to anchor in the path of the storm. We gotta keep going east, right? Can you put me right in the path of that? Line it up, put me in the path of that. And to warn anyone in the storm's path in real time. It's definitely heading straight for that town, Linnaeus. Looking right now, yep. Linnaeus, get in your safe place. Oh, wind shifting again. We're going to be able to have clearing. It's back in there, folks. Big time tornado. Whoa, guys, look at that. Holy cow. Keep shooting north. Don't get, we're getting hit by a little bit of debris here. The armored vehicle keeps them safe as they advance closer to the wedge tornado. But caution is always needed with a storm of this size. We got to be careful. I'm almost in the path of it, right? Yeah, you're made. Yep, yep. It's gonna it's not moving fast. It's not moving fast. I'm gonna hang out and shoot. I'm gonna hang out and shoot. I know. Guys, I gotta keep going here. That's a huge tornado right there. Big time tornado. Massive wedge. Stay in the car. Watch out. Be Look careful. At the size of that thing. Stay in the car, guys. Stay careful. Be careful. It's a giant wedge. Huge wedge. Stay tight! Giant wedge! Here, help, help, help! I'm gonna shoot with this and shoot a bit. That's a giant tornado, guys! Yes, it is! That whole thing is a wedge! You hear a team member unsure if it's on the ground. This still shows it is. In this moment, with two sub-vortexes. And this footage from storm chaser Jaden Pappenheim confirms it again. Here, you see the green light of a power flash as the strong winds destroy power line transformers. And this still clearly shows the left and right side of the monstrous tornado that Team Dominator now advances towards. Pushing it east! Pushing it east! It's gonna cross up here to our east, it's huge though. And be very careful with it. Yeah, very careful, guys. Very large wedge tornado. Move southeast. Can I get it beyond this tree line? That's the question. We got to get beyond these trees, guys. It's a dangerous tornado. Very dangerous tornado. Here comes the clearing right now. The tornado's on the There's the clearing. Right there, right to the right, guys. Big tornado. Big time tornado right there. Okay, hold it. You got to shoot it. Shoot it with your, your phone. Yep. Your camera. Big wedge, guys. Giant wedge. Hang it out. The first step to funnel hacking is finding ads. And today I want to give you a free piece of oh, software. Advertisement. 
the Dominator and the Wedge Tornado slowly advance towards each other. It's huge! Oh, look at that! Multiple vortex! Backside's going nuts! The team needs to select the right moment to use the hydraulic spikes to anchor the vehicle to the road. Whoa! We gotta get beyond these trees, I think. Get ready to drop it down, guys! It's on the backside, isn't it? On radar, the second circulation has completely taken over, with a huge area of rotation where the wedge tornado is. Alright, I drop it down. The team makes the call. Drop down. Drop it down! Drop down. Shutting the window! Yep, get that window up. Harness is on. We're gonna drop down. We got poles deployed! We're deployed. We're deployed. Hang on. Here we go. We are deployed. We're going to get north, Hang on, everybody. Here it comes. Yeah. Put on your seatbelt. Seatbelt on now. It's about to cross right here. Maybe just a little bit to our east. No, we're out. We're out. We're we're deployed. Deployed. Spikes deployed. Spikes deployed from highway. You're okay. Totally fine. Okay. Totally fine here. Westerly's right here. Gonna cross to our east right here to our north. Gonna get very strong northerly zone in a second. Yeah, it's gonna get very strong. The armored vehicle performs incredibly well. All right, all good so far. I can see the edge up there. And the heart of the wedge tornado pivots slightly away from the team. Did I lift him up? Lifted him up. Okay. Did it pass in front of us? Not, not yet. Could very easily still be coming. As the main threat subsides, we look back at Jamie Winterstern's amazing footage of this storm, slightly sped up to better show the rotation of this huge wedge. The team heads into town to launch into search and rescue if needed. Firemen are up here. Oh, they got search and rescue. Lots of damage. There's a lot more damage over here. You guys okay? Y'all good? All right. Dismissed north, right? Most of Linnaeus is unscathed. Uh, we got some bigger here. Okay, I got it. Thank you. A lot of these homes are still fully intact. Push it out of the way there. And there were only reports of a single broken home. Hey, let's let's uh, let's let's stop the vid over here, chat before uh, okay. plenty further. I don't want any copyright strikes. But uh, <clears throat> so with that being said, uh, uh, that was a massive tornado, man, absolutely huge. Right. So uh, what you're going to see is, uh, especially in the latitudes uh, of North America, there'll be uh, strings of of tornado, tornadic activity, uh, even beyond the traditional tornado seasons. And they'll be more and more severe and constant. Uh, we'll get to a point where we have constant winds of 30, 40, 50 miles an hour. It'll make it very difficult for farmers to plant, to yeah. harvest uh, crops. You'll have uh, dust storms. A aviation will have difficulty uh, aircraft having to shut down because they cannot take off and land in these consistent winds. And we're already seeing uh, that storm, for example, was about 40 miles north of me Saturday. So I was watching it with great intent because of where I live and sure. what needed if I needed to scoot for safety. But the uh, hail, the increase in hail is be becoming baseball to softball size hail. That will continue 
to eventually hail will be reported soccer ball size hail. When that when that comes, you're looking at situations where uh, the property damage will be so severe between residential homes, your roofs, automobiles, commercial buildings. Uh, buildings cannot survive soccer ball size hail. No. Insurance companies will go bankrupt. And that's the fundamental foundation of any nation's economic system. You have to have insurance companies. In insurance existence. is everything, man. Insurance, the insurance able, industry is bigger than, than, the, than the stock market itself. People don't realize that. Correct, because you have to be able to insure assets. Anyone correct. knows if you get a new car loan, well, that's fine, but they require you to have full coverage insurance. You get a home mortgage loan or a, a loan on a strip mall, you have to have insurance because the banks want to be make sure the asset is insured. Uh, against catastrophic loss. If the insurance companies go bankrupt, then the whole economy collapses because you have to have that in place for the economic lending uh, to take place. Well, when this happens, uh, no insurance company or series of insurance companies can take multiple hits. And then you'll have situations where building materials aren't available. And once a building's roof is compromised, whether it's your home, a school, hospital, uh, shopping center. Then you have problems of uh, water infiltration because the building envelope is compromised. And then um, you have the fact that if, if a windows and roofs cannot be sealed, then you have moisture. Well, anytime you have moisture, you have mold and mildew issues, and then you have uh, rampant respiratory infections because uh, you, you need a moisture resistant interior environment to be able to sleep and live. And if, if you have millions of homes that have nothing but tarps, cause that's all available and uh, there isn't building material or crews or the finances, there's no insurance money to replace. You'll have buildings that are uh, compromised, broken windows with tarps. Well, that's not secure for moisture and that's not temperature control. So you have all these events that are coming. This is beyond mankind's control. So we're seeing a, a point that it's rapidly going to get what we call hot, H-O-T, yeah. uh, starting now and between now and 2028. Okay. And the, the normal percentage of, of survival is not high at all. It's going to be around 3% or less. Yeah. So that, that'll show you that this is a... This, this is a whopper as far as mankind's timeline, and this will go down in, in galactic history. Uh, this particular event with the solar system harmonics and what the Earth is going through. It's at a point where we know it's hard to tell the, the general public. There, there is no solution. There is no answer to this. So gold and silver, Bitcoin, shotguns, uh, a bunker, well, like you say, with tuna fish, can, catfish, uh, Cat food, man. Cat food. Yeah, so this, 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 <laughs> this is uh, this is something where it's at a much higher level than that. So I'll uh, and what, what does that look like? How do you get to that higher level and that understanding? The Earth is is testifying. Uh, are you at a point where you you're in tune with the Earth and you understand what the Earth is saying and you have this inner sense at, at a higher level? Sure. I highly recommend number one priority is what is it going to take for you to get to that place? And hopefully there's enough time for you to do that. That's always been a high priority for me, but that's just the way I was raised. So uh, I didn't understand it growing up as a teenager or whatever. Now that I'm older, looking back, I'm glad I was exposed to that. But as far as words of encouragement and trying to be neutral, I would recommend there's not much time left when everything goes hot, what does it look like for you, the listening audience, for you to get to that place? Mm -hmm. Not physically, but in a spiritual sense. Yeah. Uh, that's that's because we're looking at less than 3% survival. Mm. So I think, according to ancient texts, the ones that survive are the ones that are in tune spiritually. The yes. ones stuck through arrested development, they fall in the 97% category. Yeah. So I... Jet, very well said. Out, right? <laughs> so again, what a way to start a, a week out on a month. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. I think like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we'll have to continue more on this uh, next week. So, folks, okay. keep it locked over here. Outer Limits, Rogue News, Jet Blake. He is the man. He's the scientist at large. And you need to get a hold of him. You can get him at the Discord. I'll post the links in the description box. With that being said, thank you all for listening in. We are over and out.